Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm Kerry and this is episode 67. I'm super excited to have with us today Bianca McKenzie from New School of Marketing. Bianca is a Melbourneian, just like myself, and has been working in marketing for many years. We have so much to unpack in this short amount of time. And today we're going to dive into the sales funnel for online courses. Welcome to the show, Bianca. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Same, same. I was like waiting for this recording and, you know, get this out to the audience. I think we've got a lot of value to bring. And as I said before, in a short amount of time, so we will just dive straight in. Sounds good to me. Excellent. And thanks for your time, by the way. It's awesome to, to be back. I've been on your podcast and now you're on mine. So yay, love it. Awesome. All right. So my first question is, why are online courses so hot right now? What? Why is everyone creating online courses? What's going on? Oh, well, they've kind of been hot for a while. Um, I think it's, I don't know, it's this, this holy grail of what they say, passive income. I, mm. I, I disagree with, with that. It's not passive. It's leveraged income. It's yep. not entirely passive. Um, but it's a way, well, one reason it's hot is because it is a way for someone to work with a lot of people or at the same time, like it's like going out to the masses. And we all know that, you know, one-on-one time is very valuable, um, generally has a higher price point. So being able to, you know, pack yourself into a bundle, so to speak, and share that knowledge with a wide amount of people it's kind of like the holy grail at the moment. On the other side, the other reason is a pretty not so exciting year last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything, you know, has changed and everything is turning online and a lot of online, uh, well, a lot of in, in-person programs couldn't run. So people are changing to online. And honestly, it is, as a consumer, it's, it, it's, both good and not good it's lovely to you know get together with people and and be with them in person but on the other hand it's kind of nice just you know being able to learn into in your pajamas and not having to leave the house and that kind of thing um but yeah they're super hot because it makes it accessible for anyone who has a computer or like a, a device you know a lot of them you can watch on ipads and um mobile phones so someone you know, for us in Australia, we're in Australia, we can be teaching people on the other side of the world without having to get on an airplane. So it makes it all accessible. Um, With COVID, it's even had a bigger boost, but it is on one hand, a holy grail of what people believe is passive income. And we'll definitely dive into things (laughs) because it is, yeah, 
it's it's not quite like that but yeah everyone's getting on on the online course bandwagon and I think it is a wonderful thing and the course industry is growing there's definitely a lot of statistic statistics out there um showing that it's it's going to boom it's it's getting even bigger so yeah I think you're right on the back of COVID 2020 absolute right off like <laughs> yeah. crazy crazy and you know we've seen everyone kind of pivot their bit businesses a lot of people that were doing face-to-face have automatically flipped to the online space and I think that's a good thing you know it's bringing efficiency to the consumer as as well as other business owners that you know used to send their staff to courses as opposed to this online learning experience you know there's a lot of uh, pros and cons but I think the the cost benefit is is one of the massive parts that a lot of people are adopting to quite well so yeah and technology technology's bringing us this space as well I know I know I said to someone in a previous episode imagine if this happened you know in the 1990s like oh my god (laughs) anyway I could go on about that again yeah but I won't so Bianca tell us uh why why is creating the course the easy part but the selling is the hard part yeah so a lot of us I'm not necessarily a course creation expert, but a lot of us, um, we know our craft, we know our thing. Um, So we do that. And this is, it kind of goes for any kind of business. We start a business because we are good at what we do and what we, what we know, but then running a business is often a completely different aspect. So, um, for example, I don't know, think about a yoga teacher or, or, you know, they start a business because they are good at teaching yoga and helping people, you know, getting those skills. But then starting a business, there's all of these other aspects, like you need to do your bookkeeping, you need to do your marketing. If you don't do your marketing, you're not going to attract anyone to come and actually um, learn from you. So, Building the course is often the easy part because you're still in your zone of genius, what you're good at. And yes, you might need to learn a little bit of technology if you need to do videos or something like that. But most of us can press a button on a camera and yeah, maybe the lighting isn't perfect or, you know, it's not a proper stage production. I'm all for done better than perfect and start with what you've got. Um, so in a way, that is the easy part because you are still in that learning in that space where yeah in the skill that you have then you've got this product where you've got this course you've created it you know like you might have written books and um manuals and and created worksheets it's still your knowledge yeah then the next step is how are you going to attract people to purchase that knowledge and that's often where a lot of people get stuck because that's where marketing comes into play and there's a whole area of marketing that kind of leads to that it's not a a, a matter of build it and they will come and it's very different from the physical space as well because like if you're like I said if you're a yoga teacher you'll have people doing or telling other people about it and like you know like oh I went to this class you should try it it doesn't quite work the same in an online space. So selling it is often the hard part. And I have had, I've seen a lot of people kind of go, I've got this course, it's really good, but nobody's buying it. And 
it's not necessarily because nobody's interested. It's yeah. most of the time because nobody knows about it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, that's spot on and, and that makes sense to me because we've really got to focus on being found, you know. It's all well and good that we've got and there must be so many amazing products out there, online yeah. courses that are available. I'd, I'd, oh, I'd love to know the statistic on that, like the stats behind that kind of um yeah, that would be fascinating. But being found is the challenge. You know, you, you've got to probably put in a way more effort in the online space than you do in the face-to-face because it's harder to get that word of mouth approach to yeah. the experience, you know, and the knowledge that can be can be gained from doing these courses. That's, yeah, exactly. Totally. So, <laughs> yeah. So what's another thing that people overlook with their online courses what's another aspect to to this whole situation yeah so it is that whole building a course and then kind of going oh well nobody's buying it and it's because people haven't thought about how they're going to sell it um they honestly need to build an audience before they build the product and and i think that is a lot of the time the issue Um, Because, yeah, like we are so sort of ingrained in what we do. We like we teach something or we do something. We've mastered something and now we want to share that with someone else. And then we create this thing, but we haven't thought about who we're actually going to sell this to. Maybe you have thought about who you're going to sell it to, but they don't know you yet. So you kind of need to build an audience first or at least at the same time that you're creating your course because otherwise you honestly you have this course sitting there and nobody knows about it and then you need to start building that audience which is you know it's it's a way that you can go about it as well it's just a lot of people get really disheartened because they're kind of like well I've got this amazing product but nobody's buying it and it's just because nobody knows about it so yeah you need to start building an audience whether that is through uh, well I would suggest through multiple sort of ways through social building an email list um doing some networking potentially affiliates if you know if that's the way you want to go there's a lot of ways that you can build up your audience but yeah if you built the product first um and you don't have an audience to sell it to it is it i see a lot of people give up because they think nobody wants to buy it and they kind of shit and they created something that wasn't good it's often not the case it's Mm. often just that not enough people know about it and they haven't built that audience first so you're listening to the biz nation podcast i would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on clubhouse instagram facebook or linkedin by searching my name kerry zarb or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at BizNation Support Group. So your advice on that, would uh, someone who's created a course build the audience before they've even launched the course? Is that the best method? Or can you put it out there and then you know, start building your audience, but expect this time lag. Yeah, I would, if you have built the course first and then you're trying to sell it, there will be this time lag because you need to build up an audience. I would say at the minimum, 
if you haven't already built a course, start building your audience alongside building your course. But I see also, I also see a lot of people have success with they've built an audience and they hadn't even thought about how they could monetize it, how they could sell something to it. So it's almost like you're starting to build a bit of a fan club first yeah, and then you create something. And, and a lot of people, um, if, if you're doing it to make money, I would suggest focusing on one-on-one first because like, yeah, like I said, that selling that, that course is it's going to take time. The percentages are so low. Um, there are statistics around there that the sales of an online course is only one to 3%. So you need to get a lot of people into your network and ideally on your email list or in your Facebook group or wherever you hang out with them, you need a lot of people there to be able to make one sale. And this is why that if you, like, I know it's seen as the holy grail (laughs) of, you know, passive income, but it is not as easy as people make it sound. And yeah, I don't want people to get disheartened because it takes, it takes work. It does take work. And sometimes selling one-on-one is actually easier than selling to the masses. So um, people really just need to think about um, the process or the journey someone is, is going to take like you've got this product right here, you've got this course right here. How are people going to join that? And it's not as simple as they find you and they buy. Yep. There are so many obstacles um, to you know, making a purchase decision, especially if it is a higher price point. So you need to address all of that. And usually what we see in an online space is that people create um what we call a funnel yeah <laughs> um, some people don't like the word funnel but it's basically your your customer journey from you know finding out about you to potentially purchasing from you and that funnel usually looks like a freebie someone gets a freebie whether that is a free download or a challenge or a quiz or um, a webinar or a masterclass. they find you and they get something for free so that usually it's not necessarily for free (laughs) they have to pay with their email address yeah um so they sign up and they get that free thing you get their email address which means that you can now start communicating with them um it's a really good method uh, but it's not the only way there are other sort of channels that you need to communicate with them um it would be on your socials it would be on your potentially in a group or however you want to do that but an email is really good I would always say get people to sign up um with their email because it's something that you have slightly more control over than social media platforms um and then the idea is that you nurture them you provide them value and, and more value and value and that value can be teaching, it could be entertainment, it could be a lot of different things. And then they get to know you, they get to like you, they get to trust you. This is what marketers talk about a lot, know, like, trust. And then they decide to purchase or not. Um, So these are all the things that a lot of people forget. Like they have this, this, this course, 
but then they don't really know how to drive traffic to that because you can't send someone who has never heard of you it's like going up to someone in the streets and going hey do you want to marry me <laughs> like <laughs> it's like um I don't know you and it's the same with purchasing decisions it's like you can't just go hey here's my product buy it people are gonna go hang on what why would I give you my money like honestly I don't even know you so this is where the whole nurturing process comes in and the other thing is that a lot of what I've seen, <laughs> people build this product and go, okay, I've got this really cool course. Do you want to buy it? I'm like, well, tell me what's in it. What is it going to do for me? Um, why, you know, why should I purchase this? So you need to have what they call a sales page that really addresses all of the objections. And it doesn't just tell me what's in it. I don't need to know it's got 20 modules. I want to know what the outcome is going to be for me like these 20 modules are going to make me help me make more money or going to help me um have more freedom or help me you know get more time like whatever someone's pain point is or feel fitter or like whatever like whatever someone's pain point, that's what i want to know not how many modules like it's good to know but yeah you're <laughs> like right. kind of yeah yeah i think you're so, right and you've touched on something <laughs> really important there because it's you know what what is the result? What is the end, you know, result for me as the consumer? And we need to put ourselves in the consumer's shoes of what they're reading and what, you know, is actually Im impacting them. So, you know, having a few questions even on your sales page of, you know, where you're going to start and where you're going to end, what the result is going to be mm. from the purchase, because it's not going to the supermarket and buying the new flavor of Tim Tams. Let's be honest. It's, you know, I love Tim yeah. Tams. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really, and, and it takes time you know that that no like and trust exactly what you identified is the consumer absorbing you understanding you and getting to know you yeah. and and what's you know what value you can bring to them and and some of that is giving things away not just perhaps the lead magnet for the email address but in your socials what value can you bring yeah to a potential client in your socials and that can be a really long journey can't it I've heard I've heard yeah. numbers yeah tell us some numbers Oh, well, it's different for everyone. You've got the, you know, the the zero to six figures in, in three months kind of, I don't know, unicorns. I, I don't personally know any. <laughs> um, but it does, it, it can take a while and depending on what you're selling and it's not even always price. Because um, let's be honest, a $27 product is not going to generally make you any like any money yeah. <laughs> um I know some people who have you know those 27 37 dollars um products and they, it has made the money but generally it is it's kind of like the new lead magnet mm. um but yeah it it can take a long time it's sometimes it takes years because and it this is because people don't stick to something it's because they they create something and they put it out there and nobody buys it. They probably don't even know their statistics. They don't probably don't even know how many people actually went through their funnel or went to the sales page or looked at it and then go, oh, well, it's crap. Toss it in the bin. I'm going to start something new. The same thing happens again. And they just, they just keep like thinking that they're not good enough, tossing their ideas in the bin or they, they you know, their full course and they start something new. And that way it won't never happen it won't like it just it's not going to happen 
what you need to do is you've got your product. Now you need to make that journey to purchasing. You know, you need to refine that until people do purchase because most of us do not have a crap product. Mm. We might just have a really crappy funnel or not like a, or not so good sales page. Like, you know, sometimes it could just be as simple as tweaking a headline or, you know, changing some of your emails. And it, it often is not the product. Sometimes it is, you know, sometimes it is. But if you spend a lot of time on that product and you know your thing and you know that your clients are going to get something out of it, most likely they will and you probably have created a good product. Now it's just a matter of refining that funnel until people are purchasing. And if only one or two people that you don't know, like not family or friends, have purchased it, you're on a, you're on the right track. Yeah. Because it like it's there, people are buying it. It's just that you're not getting enough people through. And this comes all down to, you know, knowing your numbers. And yeah. I think we talked about that last time. <laughs> we talked about numbers and yeah, knowing exactly how many people and where are they dropping off and I just yeah but it can it can take years honestly I I haven't made six figures from my courses yet yeah (laughs) I think you mentioned that before about the whole unicorn space and you know this 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 mythical kind of adventure that we can go on in our business you know to have these you know sales happening while we sleep basically you know and and it does happen it does it does for sure (laughs) um but I think it just takes that time that commitment and continuing but but watching your space watching like exactly what you said knowing your numbers and understanding where people dropped off and then honing in on why they would have dropped off or what happened you know what stopped them and some of it is the consumer I think we need to be aware that it's not us failing it could be it's not the right time for the consumer you know they found your your um product on social media they've you know continued through to your website and they've gone oh I must remember that for later yeah so a lot of people park a lot of stuff because it's not a pain point right now yeah but it's coming back you know and yeah I think that happens a lot and that's something that we often forget as well is that not necessarily they dropped off because something was wrong it just might be timing so so much comes into this yeah so many questions and I listen to a few podcasts and um, hear people talk about courses and, and, and they were monitoring how long before someone would purchase on average, but you need enough time to be able to measure that. So I think this person said it took a year and a half before, like on average, before people purchased. Wow. So think about it. That's a year and a half of nurturing mm. and really, you know, having people in there and providing value to them before they kind of go, all right, well, I really need it now. So, and I have people like that on my list. I know that I get emails from people going, I really want to join, but I've got this going on. Will you launch again? You know, when's the next and that's, yeah, it, it happens. And mm. that's just the way it is. And the other thing is to know the numbers in terms of conversions. Like I said, one to 3%. And it like, I've seen it across the board. Obviously I work with a lot of launches. I see it. Like, there's a few, I have a few unicorn clients who convert higher 
especially doing launches because it's so high intensity and, and there's a cart closing. Yeah. But on average, one to three percent of people that are on your list or like go to the sales page convert. So you need to send enough traffic there and not take it personally. And it's the same with selling products. Like I, I tell my clients, two to four percent of people that go to your website will purchase. Yeah. That's a tiny percentage, but it's that's those are the stats and I know that we love what we create and we love what we sell, but we can't, like generally we can't manipulate this, those statistics. It's, it's just, it's the way it is. Mm. Obviously you can give it a good try, but it's still going to be, the majority is not going to purchase and you just need to know that and not take that personally. It's just, yeah. It's a sad, it's a sad fact, and and we need to be aware because if we go into this thinking, you know, we're we're offering something that everyone's going to jump on board yeah. with, and then it doesn't happen. That's where it leads to that give up, you know, and and that deflation deflated kind of feeling, and mm. oh, we failed. Oh, our product's no good. But no, it may not be the case. More than likely, not. Yeah. Often it isn't. Often I look at a funnel and go, no, it's not you. It yeah. is either not enough traffic um, or, you know, it's something that we can fix yeah. in terms of like, let's tweak the sales page, let's tweak the message and yeah, and try again. Yeah, that's it. Don't give up. Don't give up mm. too soon. That's that's the key component of, of this part of the, the podcast for sure. And, and that's something that I'm taking on board in, in that space as well. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's, that's really important. It's a message to myself too, you know. <laughs> Yes, we, we need to take our own advice sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. So Bianca, tell us about the Facebook advertising strategy. What do you recommend that people do before they invest in these ads for their course sales? All right. <laughs> so there's a lot of things. There's 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 two ways to look at it. Um and two types of people that come to me often. One is who someone who has a funnel that is already working. One is someone who hasn't really tried it, but thinks that Facebook ads is going to magically fix everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so one, the one thing they need before they start advertising is a funnel. Like I said earlier on advertising from no knowledge about you to trying to sell your product it's hardly ever going to work. It works with some of um, some of those sort of what they call SLO, self-liquidating offers, like the, the less than 37 sort of kind of dollars offers, but they're not intended to make money. There are upsells behind that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you would need a funnel and that funnel generally looks like something like um, introducing someone to you that could be through some awareness or engagement ads because um, I'm talking about the ad space now in terms of this funnel. Um, so it could be that awareness or engagement or you can go right to lead magnet attraction kind of ads. So you, you'd go, all right, I've got this freebie. I'm going to show it to an audience and see who signs up. Well, not just see who signs up. You There's a targeting behind it and, and all sorts of magic. Um, but, yeah. 
it's basically introducing people to you, whether that is through a freebie that they sign up for and then you email them or whether it is showing some ads that sort of slowly warm them up to you. And that could be ads that educate, um, inspire, entertain, like it's more of a, hey, like this is me, this is what I do. But right now you don't need to give me anything back for that. It's more of a like, hi, here I am. Now you kind of know me a little bit. You can get to know me further. Um, and then you do ideally want to get people onto your email list because you have more control over that. You don't have any control over who sees your Instagram post, who sees your Facebook post. Even with Facebook ads, we can, you know, target but we don't know specifically who we're going to get. So get them onto your email list, then you start nurturing them. And then you ideally still want to be showing them some ads that kind of nurture them a little bit further. It's like kind of like little sort of like. Suggestive targets. Yeah, it's, it's almost like kind of like checking in with friends kind of ads, yeah. you know, like it's like, hey, how are you going? Hey, I'm here. Like, hey again. <laughs> yeah, it's just that sort of as, as they call it in marketing terms staying top of mind yeah. um like you still want to be in their headspace for when they are ready to make that purchase decision and then you'd be running ads to um show them the sales page as well but only to people who have had some nurturing and, and sort of know you to go hey i've got this product do you want to buy it kind of thing um, so you send them to the sales page and then everyone who's been to the sales page, ideally you want to send them ads again going, I know you looked at this, <laughs> buy it. Um, I, I didn't check it before we hopped on, but there are statistics that I think you need multiple. Well, I know you need multiple touch points before someone purchases. And I think it is about 12 yeah. now. Like you need to be seen by someone 12 times before they kind of go, all right, I'll go and buy. And even like, I, if I think about my own purchasing decisions, I like even physical products, I put stuff in my cart and I sit on it for ages. <laughs> Cause I'm like, do I really need it? Do I really <laughs> like it enough? And, and with courses, it's, it's an even more personal decision because you are learning from someone from a person so you really need to sort of click with that particular person and and like their teaching style so ideally as a as a business you want to be giving them snippets of that like and giving them snippets of you like they need to really kind of get to know you but also how you teach um, so there's this, this whole process of nurturing and if you can in a way replicate that in ads and also do it in, in an email um, nurturing funnel, um, then you're at least getting to them from, from, you know, different sort of platforms and different touch points. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is sometimes I get people to come to me that don't really have any of that yet or they they or they have it and it's not necessarily working and they think Facebook ads is going to be the answer it can be so Facebook ads is an amplifier sending more traffic will only amplify what's already happening mm -hmm. so if you are already making sales 
then you can amplify that. You need to really know all of your numbers. You need to know your open rates, your conversion rates, all of that kind of thing. Um, if you don't have that yet and you're sort of just starting out, Facebook ads can still be a good idea, but you need to have a mindset kind of tweak that your first three months of ads or like probably about three months are all going to be testing. It's a market research exercise. Yep. So rather than doing the hard slog of so like organic social and like getting sort of like dribs and drabs, people here and there going through the funnel, you can kind of just go whoosh, give it a flood yep. and then analyze the data and go, all right, well, this is what's happening. People are signing up to my freebie. They're opening, you know, two, three emails, and then they drop off. I'm like, okay, well, email number four, you might need to tweak the headline so you can, you know, increase that open rate. Um, or um, people are clicking on the ad, but then they're not signing up for your freebie. All right, well, the ad's working because they're clicking, but then the landing page is not doing its job. Like, And, and it's basically a mindset shift of, all right, well, I'm just going to put some money behind this, get some data through, and then I can revise. And mm -hmm. It works. Most people don't have that budget when they're starting out, but it does speed things up. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but I think if we go back to what you said earlier, if you're offering some one-on-one -on -one support, that could potentially bring in some funds to allow you to do this as well. Yeah. So that that seems like a pretty good method to me because you want to test, you want to measure, and you yeah. need to get out there and to reach the masses for the sales funnel conversion that we can expect. The, the Facebook ads sound like a, a really good way to go consistently to get that data and yeah. see what's going to work. But yeah, I think definitely if you can get some funding in by having some, you know, face-to-face -face or not face-to-face, one-on-one consulting yeah. and, and coaching or, or that kind of component to bring the funds into your marketing budget, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's most of the time that, yeah, something I would recommend because yeah, we... You know, as long as you have some income, obviously you need to live off something as well. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I started my business as a side hustle and I did one-on-one -on -one work, but then I wanted to do a course because I wanted to be able to sort of share that with more people. But I still had money coming in. I could fund my Facebook ads. And, and it is, honestly, it's even now with people, because most of my clients have proven funnels. Even then, it's still testing. It's like... We, we just wrapped up a launch and I've done probably four or five launches with this client now. Every single launch is different. Yeah. Like we were just sitting there going, oh, well, this one, the numbers were good, but the cost per, like the lead costs were much higher. And it just, you just don't know every single time. Like you can keep everything the same, but the market changes, the landscape changes. Last year was like a, a fantastic year in terms of online courses and Facebook ads. It worked really well. Now there's some changes coming up and that's just the way it is. It's, you know, we can't really control that, um, but it's still giving us amazing data to work with and we kind of can go, oh, well, this wasn't working because this is where the numbers are starting to drop off. And, mm -hmm. like, and it's just a continuous market research exercise. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think if we go back to the beginning, you know, don't give up too early, try to yeah. be consistent 
look at the numbers. Sounds like the, one of the key takeaways. If you, yes. don't, if you don't like numbers, you're in, you're in trouble. Find someone yeah. that likes numbers, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't give up. You know, you've probably got a fantastic product. It's going to add value to someone. It's going to change someone's life somehow. And yeah, yeah I think um, consistency is key. It's a, it's a long road. Everyone should be it aware is. it's a long road. Yeah, It is a long road. It definitely is. Someone on a podcast once said, don't desert your funnel. Keep tweaking it until you've made a million dollars of sales from it. Then you can do something else. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's a really good piece of advice because, yeah, marketing always works. It just, it's just a matter of, you know, making those little tweaks until it really does. And I want to say another thing about budgets because most of us start with small budgets and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that a, a low budget is going to make it a longer road. Um, if you put more budget in um, at the front, like, you know, up front, I would say you can start with $10 a day, but you might only get two or three people sign up. And it, like, it will just take a few months before you get to a certain point. Like you want to go, you want at least a thousand people through your funnel before you can sort of say, all right, well, this isn't working. That isn't working. That kind of thing. Like from a thousand people, you want to at least make some sales. Um, and then look at, but ideally you want, you know, 5,000, 10,000 people through your funnel and that will give you some data. So a, a low budget will just make that road longer. So it's kind of good if you have a bigger testing budget up front and you kind of just go, whoosh, you know, I'm just going to send a thousand dollars to, you know, a testing for three, four weeks mm. and, and see what the data tells me. And then you can tweak it yeah. and hopefully increase and yeah, and update it. So for the listeners, hopefully they can go hard or go home. Yeah. <laughs> or just go slow. Yeah. But just, but just know that it will be slow. That's like, right. Yeah. But I sometimes use small budgets, like, you know, $25 a day. And it's a, it's a slow burn, but that's kind of what it's my comfort zone at the moment. It's, I just know that, you know, I only might, might make, you know, two or three sales a month yeah. and that's, it's a start. It's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Bianca, thank you so much for your time. Before we wrap it up, how can we find you? Um, you can find me on biancamckenzie.com. So it's M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E.com. And yeah, I'm on socials as well. So it's got all the social links at the bottom of my, of my website. It's probably awesome. the easiest place to start. Great. Awesome. I'll, <laughs> I'll pop those links into the show notes for the listeners. Thank you so much for your time. So much insight. We could have gone on for hours, I'm sure. Oh, yes. There's <laughs> so much to talk about in terms of funnels. And I feel like we've only just scratched the surface. We but have. Yeah. We have. But I'm sure on your website, there'll be more to find out from you and, and definitely encourage those that are looking at the online courses space to, to get in touch with you, reach out and, and have a chat and, and see if you can help them in any way. That would be great. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. You're welcome. We'll chat again really soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes. And I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.